0: Welcome to the Southern Glow Podcast. My name is Carrie Hyatt Richmond. I'm a wife, extra needs mama, homeschool teacher, fantasy author, and empath. I'm here with one goal in mind, to enrich your entire world by empowering you to live in it authentically and honestly as the exact soul you were sent here to be. It's time to release all the outdated cultural paradigms, generational facades, and hectic patterns that are draining the magic out of your days. By choosing to anchor back into your soul and to reconnect with your intuition, you will compose a unique harmonic identity that enriches every aspect of your life. I cannot wait to share all the tools, shifts, and rituals that you can implement to step into the reality you've been longing for. I know that we're going to have the best time connecting, so thank you for pushing clay today. Now, let's reclaim your glow. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited to have you guys here today where we are going to tread lightly but deeply and explore the world of Oracle and tarot. I have a beautiful soul here with me today, Nicole, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you guys. She is just incredible and a wealth of knowledge on this topic. I actually just wrapped up a two-part tarot class with her, learning all about the deck. It was so great. So if you're local, I would recommend checking it out at Raven and Moon. But without further ado, I'm going to let Nicole introduce herself. Hello. Hello. Hello,
1: I'm so happy to be here. This is a very exciting topic and I appreciate so much having the opportunity to share a little more about my own journey in this world with this framework because um, I, to who I am, I am one of the co-owners here at Raven and Moon. I um, had a background in sales and fundraising and I was in the arts, but I grew up here in South Carolina and I grew up here in a very small town in South Carolina and there Which was one? only Greenwood and Honey and Path so very tiny town yeah girl south of here in Greenville so you may know it um and there was this upbringing was I always felt a little bit challenged by being in the container of this Christianity that my parents brought me up in. And there's so many beautiful things about it. But for me, what was challenging was the the first thing was women not being able to teach in the church. And there was Mm -hmm. huge battles around that at age 12. So I remember this distinctly because it was involved in my school. I was going part-time to a Christian school and I wrote a a paper that women should be teachers in the church and my parents took me to the principal office and said this was not okay so th- that oh, was one goodness. of the moments so leadership was a huge part of it Um and then also this whole one-way thinking and i know that is a huge tenet of like christianity i'm the way the truth and the life and i knew that there was something to spirituality and connection to Jesus that I had as a child, like very purely, but it wasn't the way that it was presented to me in all of these belief systems. And in my own wiring, all this be afraid, don't touch, don't explore, also did not work for me. However, all of this exploration took me until I was in New York city and about three years in, I went to a church in New York and found a church family. And I was still exploring where I was and all of this. And there was just a clear break in one of my spiritual awakenings. And it was, this is not the container for you. There's so much more out there. And it was heartbreaking because it's like breaking up with your first love that is in one world and you're you're breaking up to go to something really, really big and wonderful, but you're losing identity, you're losing community, you're losing all of these things that you've had since birth, but it was too small a box. And my first wake up call came through yoga. And then Reiki, and then life coaching, and then astrology and tarot, and so all of these spiritual practices became available to me um, as I let go of this is bad and this is evil, and my spirituality was pulling me towards it was like a magnet to all of these practices, and um, yeah, so it's been a very long journey, but the whole breakup was very very clear that i something i needed and i a lot of my lovely stuff coming home back to the south i never thought it would come back here but i needed that time that time away in order to have that freedom and have some of those resources to explore and then coming back and being able to hold on to all of this as a wealth of uh of options and not be limited by it but here where people are, are also waking up to there could be more. It's not right. limited to this way.
0: Yes, it can be both, and doesn't have to. That's be right. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm actually pleased. People coming into the store who still say they're Baptist or they say they're some kind of Christian denomination, and
0: they're here doing all the things. You know, That's crystal so beautiful and I love And more and more people that are unafraid to. Enjoy both and yes. allow both to resonate and hold space in your, in your religious and spiritual practice. That's so great. Right. And I
1: do appreciate how you're framing um, this conversation too, with religion and spirituality because they can be merged into one and I think there's a lot of beauty in that but they have been separated and I think that that's also something that's really fun to talk about but also explore because what is religion versus what is spirituality you know religion is a container that has been created by humans to create process ritual and practice around spirituality but spirituality is individual and free so it doesn't have your spirituality doesn't have to be contained in religion it can be completely broken free and it and there's a lot more freedom in that but that's also scary to systems that were uh that were brought into religion in order to be this it is this thing and that is what your spirituality is
0: Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. Thank you <laughs> for that background. And I'm glad that you came back and opened up the um, if you guys are not local, not familiar with Raven and Moon already, it is a beautiful little crystal shop tucked away here in Simpsonville. And they host a wealth of incredible classes. So if you're interested in learning about Reiki or Tarot, I mean just about anything you can think about there's a clairvoyance class coming up soon where you're going to talk about the Claire's. I think I don't don't even know what this is, but I read it and I was like, I want to learn about that. I'm going to go. I signed up for it. I'm so excited. So it's just so incredible that you guys are making available this, this safe space for people to come and ask questions and explore. And I think that's one of the things that's so beautiful about the shop is, you know, there is zero judgment. And when people come in and express that, yeah, I'm still super active in my church, and you're like, that's great, welcome. <laughs> what okay. can we help you with? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, exactly. It doesn't have to be, you know. I think the the flip side of that coin is when you go into the church, if you express any interest in any of these other things, these spiritual practices, they kind of cock their head and look at you and go, uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that it's just. So beautiful that you guys have this. And I'm so excited. My daughter, Emmy Kaye, loves the shop as much as I do. Every time she gets allowance money, she wants to go in there and pick out new crystals for her collection. It has quickly taken over half of her room. So cute. I love it. Um, I love that so much. She has such
1: a natural connection to the stones too. It's amazing. She
0: does. And yeah, and she loves sound bathing. Yeah, you guys do that too. I mean, just all the things. If your soul needs nourishment, there are just so many different opportunities to get it at Raven and Moon, which I love. And actually last night I was there wrapping up our part two tarot class with you. And when I was leaving, my husband was kind of like, well, wait, where are you going? (laughs) And I said, well, I'm going to a class at Raven and Moon. And he said, well, what's it about? And I just looked at him (laughs) and I said, this is a tarot class. I'm going to learn about tarot cards. (laughs) And he said, okay, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. And I said, that's totally fine. I know, you know, this is a lot of old programming that I'm still working through. And not to say that you'll ever, that'll ever be old for you. You're on your own journey and everything, but I want to explore this and I want you to feel safe knowing that what I'm doing is not, you know, something wicked or sinister or evil or anything. So what would be, I guess, for people who maybe have had an interest in looking at Oracle cards or tarot cards, is there a way that you would explain what they are in a clear sense that would help them remove. That shadowy programming and that just instinct of like, oh, oh well, no, this is this is devil stuff. Like we don't, this is witchy. We don't even know. We're not touching it. Let's not even ask questions about it. You know, what would you say to someone who's kind of curious but is still afraid? What is tarot really?
1: <laughs> what are, yeah, what are I love that. Like? What is tarot really? And of course, that's a vast answer to that. But in in terms of the association with evil. This is a conversation that was brought in about the 17th century, along with all of the whole witchcraft being evil, plant-based medicine being evil, women-empowered stuff being evil. This was a choice that was made by the church at that time. And the framework around that was Anytime you're trying to divine so divination, you're stepping into what is the will of God, and you as human should not have access to that. So a lot of practices came into that um that, that way of thinking, which you know resulted in witch hunts and a whole narrative that we could go deep, deep into that I get really passionate about because it was just wrong. But now we are awakening into a new age uh, the age of aquarius whatever you want to call it and a lot of these very very powerful energetic practices are returning to um the mainstream to the the accessibility to where it is not housed in all of this evil this is the will of the devil energy and in the way that i practice tarot and in the lineage that i learned tarot Tarot is a yet another tool to reflect energy. So we, and now we have science to back us up on this. Of course, that was a whole narrative too. And physics is set, set, has said that light can behave as particle or wave and it all changes based on the observer. So when you look at that from a physics lens, you can look at thought being the same thing. Thought is electricity and light, and it is the intention that you're putting out there. So when you ask your cards the question, you are setting an energetic program, a command energetically, and the cards are responding to that. So when you read for yourself or others with tarot, you are asking an energetic reflection of that question coming off the person you're reading for or yourself to be uh, to be read by the cards now the cards which is where the oracle and tarot are sort of broken up is oracles are messages that are designed by the creator of that deck so it's like things like you know you will uh find a way to nourish your heart in this moment after this big dark storm that's a, a message that may be on a coral, oracle card and you pull that base in, re- in reflection of your own energy. And it's very, very helpful and healing. It's
0: mm-hmm. reflecting
1: you. Tarot adds a layer of that, that we have hundreds of years of shared meaning of these traditional 78 cards. And they usually reflect what we're asking about within the storyline of those cards. So it is an energetic reflection and you're not trying to, do do the work of the devil that's the one that always like baffles me with tarot I'm like how is asking the cards a question doing the work of the devil okay (laughs) um but right it's like whatever um but (laughs) you're asking within the energy of that moment so for example Mm -hmm. in terms of like divination I do year ahead readings for people and myself every year and I pull a card to reflect the energy of each month that is reflecting yes it's looking into the future but that is reflecting the energetics of me in that moment to give me guidance and support for things that may come up over the course of the year so It reminds me
0: of kind of something that i've talked with jess in when we spoke about astrology in a previous podcast and it's more of just giving you that broad overview capture to look at and say you know you you can tell you, you know, you, you may want to bring a jacket and (laughs) sunglasses, not that you're going to absolutely need them, but it just helps you kind of have that, that, I don't even know that awareness,
1: the the power of awareness
0: that you feel, okay, more prepared to go into the future and more. It's not that, you know, yes, this is going to happen. And, you know, that whole thing, but it's just like you said, so beautifully, just knowing energetically that you are more prepared for whatever's going to come your way. And you have that peace about, you know, okay, I can weather the storm because I feel prepared for it. And for me, the Oracle and everything has been such a game changer in my spiritual practice. It, I really feel so much connection in them and have felt, felt so held by them at times. Like you said, you know, they're able to give you these messages that you need in that moment that really just lift you up and, and just give you that nourishment that you need. So that was actually where I started, was with the oracles. And it was so funny. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was like, lean away from that. I was so nervous, you guys, to get my first Oracle deck. And then they came and I was so excited. And then I promptly like hid them in a drawer and I would only pull them out when I was absolutely alone in the house. And I was just so scared that Jordan would see them and be like, what are you doing? What is this witchcraft? Like, what is, (laughs) you know? And, um, so it was so funny, but I was so, you know, it was a big move for me to even get to the point where I would leave them just out in my little meditation area. So I'm coming to this, like almost not full circle, but this perspective of I was so interested in it, but so afraid of it and like teetered into it. And now I'm oh, I just think they're such a beautiful addition to a spiritual practice. And it really I, I got to this point in my meditations and and everything where I thought, I'm just I guess you're kind of always instinctually looking for this next way to level things up and to gain more insight and more awareness and to feel more connected. And for me, it really did that. And it was just so beautiful. And now I have a couple of different decks and um, I actually gave one to Emmy not long ago because it was so wild. It was the very first one that I bought too. It's so beautiful. Um, Woodland Wardens. I don't know if you're familiar with that one at all, but it's just all these little forest creatures and each one just has one word on the on the page whether it's inspiration kindness hope reflection you know something like that and um yeah I don't know but they're just they're such a great addition so I'm sorry I just went off on a huge mm-hmm. tangent but no I love
1: that and I think it really comes back into the spirit of oracle Dex and tarot is you know in a lot of that fear that is sort of put in with the the very conservative christian programming fear is a contracting energy and hope love light freedom is an expansive energy and oracle cards usually have this very uplifting um messages to what you just talked about kindness inspiration and all of that and it was my first That was like my first deck too. I didn't know what an Oracle deck was until I was in Reiki and I bought my first deck. And then I had 30 because, you know, it's me. And I was like, I'm an Aquarius, like paper. This is amazing. (laughs) Um, And then tarot and tarot, what I love. It's like that deeper expression of that because you have the challenges there. It's not just like love and light and positivity. It's like, oh, you've got, we were talking about this last night. You've got a five (laughs) card. What's going on? Yeah. It almost (laughs)
0: acknowledges the shadow of what's going on in your life that you actually need to work on and reflect on.
1: Yeah. And I love that because you know you have the major arcana, which is these big soul level lessons. And then you have the minor arcana that acknowledges that we're human and there's day to day transactional energy around that. And all those energies merge together, tell the narrative of like what you need to see. And, you know, it's actually very like. Jungian psychology where you're bringing the subconscious into the conscious awareness which is that is healing that is the process of healing Mm -hmm. and so when you use the the cards oracle cards or tarot cards to reflect what's going on it's helping you bring the subconscious to the conscious state
0: yeah I think that's a great description of it it's almost If you could take a Polaroid of like what's going on deep inside internally, and it gives you just a clearer picture to look at and meditate on and reflect on and get really honest with yourself about things that maybe, you know, but you're trying to ignore or shut away or yeah, it really is just such a beautiful tool. So turning it back into a tool to help you learn and grow and become a better human and a better person and the actual version of yourself that you aspire to be. And so I think when you look at it from the perspective of it's just a helpful tool to help you gauge your energy right now in this moment, and then with tarot, the reflection of things that you need to work on and get real with yourself about, stop (laughs) lying to yourself about, you know, it's not you know, I don't know, crystal balls and, and smoke and mirrors and, and predicting the future. And, you know, oh, your cat's going to get run over tomorrow or something terrible. Like this. it's so not that I think what the, there's just so many false narratives floating around and people are so unaware of what it genuinely is, but are also still afraid to ask or show interest in it because these narratives are so pervasive and negative.
1: Yeah, and it comes back to a little bit of the larger context, context, context that we were talking about earlier. It's like with a lot of that do not touch, you know, messages messages from the devil energy, this is a very disempowered state. This is a message coming from an external authority saying, Don't touch because it's going to hurt you. So there's this fear and this like taking away your power when you bring back in all of these practices to your own ability to perceive and and learn and reflect what's happening it's an empowered state Mm -hmm. so i think one of the things that is is fascinating in the psychology of coming from like a conservative christian background to being freed from it is this fear this fear that is so limiting gets written away because you're not feeling powerless you know you're not giving away your energy or power to the devil who's going to trick you with these things you're empowering yourself and the fear goes away you Mm -hmm. don't have to have this like external thing saying Mm -hmm. what is and is not safe you feel in that in your own body in your own energy what is safe and empowering for you and i agree with you like all of these practices are, are so empowering. And that is the, the essence of them as tools. I will say that one of the challenges too, with all of this is that there have been people who have said, you know, this is a tarot reading and your cat's going to die tomorrow and you need to do all of these things. So mm-hmm. there are people who are using that powerful <clears throat> gift in order to control and manipulate others and i give all of these practices a bad rep and those are the people that we need to use our own discernment and say no that's not for me and what i love about everything that i've put in my spiritual toolbox with reiki yoga astrology tarot is that these are all practices that i do that empower me and when I teach them my goal is for them to empower my students this is not I have the power and the control and all of these gifts and you don't so you should listen to me that is not the essence of what I'm here to do or what these tools are about these are about empowering individuals with information and energetic reflection in order to make informed aware decisions. So I think that's what's so powerful about tarot is like, and like you're talking about the cards don't lie. And sometimes we're like trying to be like, give me something good. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And it's like, no, shadow, shadow card. We need to actually keep working on healing this. It's like, okay, yes. All right. I needed that validation and external validation. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it is just either a beautiful reminder or that kick in the pants that you need to really address something that you've been ignoring. Uh, there are just so many different layers to how helpful this tool can be. And yeah, I just, I love it. And not to say that everyone loves it. You know, I'm all about exploring all of your options And taking what resonates with you. And like, I love that you said your spiritual tool belt and tucking it in there and just heading on into the beautiful sunset and just leaving behind what doesn't work and what doesn't resonate. And, you know, maybe you give the Oracle cards a try and you decide, "Eh, you know, I'm, I'm not into this and that's cool. No judgment, like whatever floats your boat, but I absolutely love everything that they've done for my spiritual practice. There's nothing more nourishing to me when I'm feeling overwhelmed And ungrounded and unaligned and disconnected to say, you know what, I'm going to meditate for a while. (laughs) I'm not doing TV tonight, you know. And I'll come in my office and I'm I love palo santo. I'll I'll really just cleanse myself with some palo santo and just fall into that state, have a nice long meditation, and then I when by the time I come out of it, I just instinctively know, oh, there's an oracle card for me, or. Oh, tonight there's something deeper in my tarot and, and then I'll pull from them. And it's always something that I needed to remember, be reminded of, um, whether it's encouragement or like kind of tough love, (laughs) like, you know, you, you need to clean up your spiritual heart a little bit, girl, you know, it's just, so for me, I never leave my little meditation station at night without feeling so deeply fulfilled spiritually and connected and grateful. And, you know, I know these are reminders that I'm receiving from source, from God, from the universe, however you want to say it. And if that's triggering to you that I'm using more words than just God, I'm sorry. It really resonates to me that he is all and everything. So I'm not going to limit him to one word. Um, but Yeah. I don't know. It's just been such a game changer in my meditation practice. I think that was why I initially reached out to them. And when I got really comfortable with my Oracle cards, I was like, okay, I'm ready to take this up a notch. I don't just want the fluffy, you know, but they're beautiful and I love them. And sometimes I go through phases where that's all I pull on is my Oracle cards. But I knew that there was another layer to this evolution for me. And I, you, I thought I was nervous buying my Oracle cards. You should have seen me sleuthing around Barnes and Noble, like uh, trying not to be seen by anyone, like trying to look at the tarot cards, but also making sure no one saw me. It was like, I thought in my head, you know, some alarm is going to sound and someone's going to go, this woman does not believe in God. She is not a Christian. Like, you know, what, she's a witch. You know, and she's a witch here. It was just crazy. And so for me, that was even just a huge hurdle was looking at them in person in public and then buying it and bringing it home. It was just like huge. And it sounds so silly to say that, but like in the moment I I felt so like my, and that's my old programming of, you know, this is wrong. This is bad. Don't even explore. Don't touch it. You're going to go to hell. (laughs) Right, it's and funny so you know I had to fight that? through that, and it it's like been, oh, it's just been amazing. And then the first pull I ever did with it, I didn't even know what I was doing, but I did my meditation and I shuffled them, and I just thought past, present, future, and yep. I just pulled three, just like that. It just came to me, and then I've I've trusted and leaned into that ever since, and I will just I'll just say from the little bit that I knew about the cards, and it had this beautiful little handbook to read about them my first pull I ever did, I went, wow, this is, this is next level. This is what I've been looking for. This is, it's scary how much this is going to change the game for me because it's like, I can really receive more direction on what I need to work on inside of me to get where I need to go next and to kind of continue on this journey
1: and i think one of the things that i like that you keep mentioning is um what i need to work on in me and you know with the old programming there's this notion that like there's something wrong there's something bad that we need to hammer out of us and figure mm-hmm. out how to purify and all of those words that have Meaning in charge that it just doesn't resonate with me anymore. And with all of this kind of spirituality and this kind of exploration, that's not what we're talking about. And you've mentioned right. shadow, it's actually looking at part of ourselves that are actually oftentimes really empowering parts of ourselves that need to be brought to light that mm-hmm. need to be utilized that need to be seen and heard and nourished um and i think that that's what's so really powerful about you know having the oracle cards and tarot is a re- reflection of those energies like okay like for instance one of my favorite cards is strength cards so this is the Um, in most decks the eight of the major arcana and you have the lion and you have the maiden and the maiden is taming the lion or in my favorite deck the light seers you have the maiden becoming the lion they are merged together Mm. and this the, the essence of this card is you know the light and the shadow becoming one and the fierceness the ferocity the um the warrior energy of the lion it can merge with nurture innocence love and kindness and be led with heart but they are one Mm. there's no monster that needs to be subdued it needs to be merged with with the maiden in order to come into the world with pureness of heart courage and being able to light up a room with all of that power but you need both you need to be able to have the attack of the lion as much as you need the nurture and kindness and love and compassion of the maiden Mm -hmm. so that's like i think it's really powerful Is like when you're not broken and need to be fixed which is like the summary of the energy of our past programming and you are multi-layered multi-dimensional and have such rich complexity and you're getting a reflection from the card to say hey look at this like this is part of you. What's going on? How can you raise your frequency and bring more light and love to that situation? That's a very different energy than broken and need to be fixed.
0: Yes. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yes. It is such a powerful tool when you use it that way, almost as if you're, you know, working on that internal glow up, if you will, (laughs) you know, know, and I, and I so love that you pointed out. Yes. I did not mean to insinuate that I'm like broken and need fixing and anyone, if you're new here, oh my gosh, all, I am so supportive of therapy and healing and being real. And you know, those, and what's. but I understand too, like, that's still a really touchy thing to be vocal about and honest about and raw about because there's still also lots of narratives around therapy. And Oh, if you're in therapy, you're broken, you're messed up, you're lost, you're we probably should stay away from you. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, you know, I and I bring know. out the old programming because of your, your Barnes and Noble story.
0: Like yeah, being publicly crazy?
1: shamed for buying a tarot deck. Obviously we are not in the tiniest of towns anymore, but that is a real, like from growing up in that mentality. And it doesn't <laughs> help that the Barnes and Noble lovely witchy section and magic section is literally across the aisle from all the bibles so in mixed in this energy of spirituality of people choosing this and this you're having i was there like a couple of weeks ago and i felt it like there's these women all digging through different versions of the bible and when they saw me they noted that i was there looking mm-hmm. at the tarot and witch which i was like oh, I feel this. I feel this energy. And no, I'm not scary. Yeah. And no, I'm not damaging. And no, I'm not going to say anything to you, much less <laughs> pushing yeah. against your belief systems. But I, I understand that. And that I, I didn't think you were insinuating broken and needing me be fixed, but that is the narrative of the old programming. And yeah. when you're using these spiritual practices that are energetic reflections, that's not the narrative of the programming. It is... Mm-hmm we're not broken. We are. And what parts of ourselves are we seeing working through and rising into in this moment? It's a very different energy.
0: Mm, I agree. Yeah. Would you even maybe touch on energy for people who, that was really difficult for my husband too. Cause he's like, you keep using this word like energy now, like, you know, I'm like, well, To me, that's no different than saying, you know, I have a bad vibe about someone. You know, if you see some shady character on the street and you get a bad vibe, you know, that's your intuition speaking to you about the nature of their energy and just trying to protect yours. So for me, I kind of feel like, energy vibe, almost interchangeable, but he was very confused about that. So if you're going to talk to someone about what their energy is, if they even came mm-hmm. to you for a reading and you said, well, I'm reading your energy in this moment. And they yeah. kind of were like, well, what, does that what mean? is that? Yeah. How
1: would you, Well, explain- it goes back to our like middle school, elementary school, like science everything is energy. All of our atoms are vibrating at a specific frequency. So we have lower vibrating energy that is the physical matter that we can touch. And then we have higher vibrating matter that is, you know, well, depending on this, in this physics, but light energy, etc. So there's a whole spectrum of energy just in our reality of what is and what isn't and i put that in quotes because everything is and so when we're talking about energy especially in the spirituality aspect we're talking about the energy that is within us around us and beyond us Mm -hmm. and you're right our language has such a very limited we call all of it energy it's a limited capacity because That's what we have available in the English language is energy. So one of the the frequencies that we talk about, especially in spirituality, is spirit or soul. That's an essence that is energetic, that is part of us. And then we have our physical body and then we have our energetic body and we have our mental energy and we have our emotional energy. These are all different frequencies that make us us. So when you're talking about bad vibe versus good vibe, you're talking about an energetic frequency that you're perceiving off of someone that is resonating or not. And so that's one form of this energetic read. When we are reading like energy and 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 doing readings in reflection of energy, we're reading the auric field we're reading the field of possibility and probability that exists around all of us and we're asking a question which is program programming the cards to reflect that and oftentimes our org energies which is all these layers of energies that are around our physical body have information that we're not consciously aware of because Mm -hmm. it's energetic and it hasn't been brought through the mental capacity of conscious awareness to say, Oh yeah, I feel that. So that's why we have these tools like, (laughs) like psychic reading or Reiki or tarot or astrology is you're like looking into the energetics that are consciously not being processed in that moment.
0: Hmm. You're using
1: the tools to bring it to the consciousness.
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Hopefully that was helpful to anyone else (laughs) who is kind of confused on that muddled, you know, idea of what it is and
1: well, it's a it's very complicated. Like we, yeah. I mean, it's a hard thing to summarize because we have the scientific framework for it, but we yeah. also have the spiritual framework. And what's really exciting to be alive in this time is that our scientific framework is sort is already validating all these spiritual truths that have been known for thousands of years, like the time space time space continuing. Oh wow, time space continuum can't speak and you know now we have science is like yes it all is relative to mass and gravity mm-hmm. <laughs> so why is it that why wouldn't it be possible that there's different timelines on different planets because that's what time is and i know these are huge you know physics scientific concepts but what was that reflected in spirituality? you know, we can use the Jesus narrative. Jesus showed up in spirit form multiple times. He showed up in physical form as human form. He showed up, you know, in all of these whispers as the Holy Spirit. Like these are all energetic forms of the same entity showing up in different ways, in different, in different times to get attention in different you know possibilities, so you were, you were bringing up the psychic clairs class. Like, that's literally an answer to all the psychic clairs. Like, we have five physical senses that science has said that we accept as perceptors in our physical body, but we also have clairs, which is the senses beyond the five senses. So, mm-hmm. clairvoyance is the one most people know, claircognizance, clairaudience, clair um, sentience. These are all ways that we perceive energy beyond the five senses and literally Jesus showed up in all of those ways in mm. the narrative that we have from the New Testament which is a whole nother conversation that I like to have I'm like where was Jesus once he, he left with his parents and came back as an adult I have lots of theories um but you know all of this this kind of conversation is like you know inner, we are all of it and that's what makes mm. the human experience so So powerful is we are a soul having a human experience. Period. You can look at every belief system out there. I mean, except for atheism, but every belief system out there that acknowledges something beyond us. And that's the essence of this journey. We're a soul in human form having a human experience on earth. And that helps expand our soul in a very, very, very specific way. So, all of those layers are energy, you know, soul, mind, body emotions all of it and they're just layers but they are all us all -hmm. of it
0: i wish i I I had intuition plays into that at all would you say that is a type of clairvoyance yes or yeah (laughs) hands Hands down. down so
1: intuition is there's there's a couple of places that we perceive intuition in our energy bodies and that is our solar plexus which is right here around the gut so what we actually call in english gut instinct is our gut reading an energetic situation saying hell yes or hell no (laughs) this is safe this isn't right um and when we listen to it it's actually a higher intelligence than our minds so listening to gut instinct is so so important and profound um, and then our other intuition is through the third eye. And this is that, you know, knowing beyond what we can physically understand, why we know. So this is more of that insight, that um, understanding of things that we've never studied or experienced and it's just there. That's another form of intuition. But those are, those are the clairs that are reading energy that we can't see, feel, touch, taste, um, that's beyond the five senses and it's giving us information that we really, really, really need to trust. It's a higher, it's a higher intelligence. Hmm.
0: Would you have any thoughts? I'm and I'm only gonna ask this question because just a couple of minutes ago while you were speaking, I had this like profound moment of deja vu. <laughs> like profound. Yes. <laughs> and that hasn't happened in a long time. And do you have any thoughts on deja vu? I mean, Absolutely. since we're just exploring all the intuitive <laughs> things.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, this a little step away from tarot, but not at the same time. So right. one of the things that I think also breaking free of the programming of specific Christian um, beliefs is that this is the one and only life and you are only human one time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of older belief systems say <laughs> that is not true, that we are have many different experiences throughout human timelines but also others which is a whole thing we could explore for a long time but let's talk about humans so the, it oftentimes when we have deja vu or we're like meeting someone for the first time in this lifetime but we recognize them in a real profound way it's mm-hmm. because our energies have crossed before before and this is like that time space continuum before in a past life before in another energetic state but yes deja vu is very very real the fact that we have a french phrase for it to say why do i remember this when without having actually remembered it in this lifetime it's mm. because it's energy ah. it's a recognizing of like me chill. i know you <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's real it and really like fast. you know when you were talking, I mean, I, and this is something that I really love in my own work is like past lives play a huge role in my work as a Reiki Mm -hmm. practitioner, as a coach. And it's like, when you have these things, Mm. why, you know, what is it? And this is the answer that works for me and has lots of backing on many different fields of study. And A lot of us who are rising into this awareness of spiritual practices, of connecting to energetics. We are women who did this before that got shut down, got persecuted, killed, imprisoned, whatever it was. And we're rising into this lifetime and finding each other again saying, hey, it is now safe and we're going to raise the consciousness of the planet with all of these tools through being true to ourselves, finding safety in our own bodies and our own souls in this journey. And then also giving that to others to mm-hmm. be in empowered state at a high frequency. That's what we're here to do. Right. Oh, so, yes. We have probably
0: crossed paths before. <laughs> I knew you felt familiar. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. And I've had that experience just like randomly a couple of times where I've met someone and I've had this just knowing of, Oh, I, I've known you before, not here, but in another time. And even saying that out loud, my brain in the very back of it's like, be quiet. Stop. You sound no. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I will even share for anyone who maybe heard Nicole start sharing about past lives and immediately shut down. That was something I never even thought twice about, honestly, until I had a a really personal, profound experience in Sayulita last year, where I had my very first Reiki session. And I went into it with very specific intentions and came out of it absolutely shook. Um, I haven't really thought about sharing this before, so I'm not sure how much how much detail I'll go into, but I remembered (laughs) passing away twice in a very specific way that when I marinated on it later, I was just really profoundly, oh, this is why I have this unexplainable Fear of this thing in right now in this life, and it's yes. I've always been petrified of it, and I never knew why because I didn't have an experience in this life that made me fearful of it. But I just had this instinctive, absolute fear of it. And, um, okay, I'll just go there. This is ridiculous.
1: I love it. I'm I, like, <laughs> are you
0: holding back, I, <laughs> remember, I and I didn't just like imagine these things, okay, guys. I was 100% sober. Yes. Um, this was like still kind of in my sober curious journey, but I went six weeks before we went to say without drinking alcohol. Um, I just wanted my vessel to be clean. I wanted to be clear. I was still on this journey. And when I went into the Reiki session, I was 100% sober. I was on nothing. I just walked in and was kind of mostly expecting to take a nap. Like I had no idea what to anticipate. And I thought this is when they said, it's like a massage kind of, but no one touches you. I just thought, Oh, this, I'm just going to lay on a table and probably fall asleep. Cool. Whatever. But I'm here for the experience. And we chatted briefly before, and I told her my intentions and went through this experience and it's, it was so magical. I I saw things. I remembered things. I even felt things. I I felt the, I choked on smoke twice. I was, um, burned on a burning boat and that (laughs) was how I died once (laughs) very dramatic. Um, and, and I could feel and smell the smoke. Um, I remember coming out of it and even looking around the room, like, well, was she burning incense? Was she burning anything in here? You know, trying to, you know, (laughs) confirm in my, my mind that this is that I really smelled this. I felt this again. Um, and then I remember being choked to death and in another life, um, two totally different things. You guys never in a million years had even the idea of having a past life or multiple lives ever occurred to me. But when you not only remember something like that with your, with your heart and your soul and your mind, but you're also refeeling it and reliving it, there's no denying that it happened and your soul remembers. And I had, there were even points where it was just this one lady and she would just barely even touch me sometimes. But there were points where afterwards I asked her, I was like, did more people come in here? And she said, oh, did you, what did she call it? Um, Phantom hands. hands. <laughs> like there were a group of people laying hands on me and it was just, oh, and there's a hawk there he is. I love it. Um, so I'm glad I'm sharing this and it just must need to go out. Um, it just sounds so crazy, but it was just, it, I was shook. So afterwards I I couldn't even talk to her really. I just was like, yeah. thank you. And I like ran away and went back to my hotel room and we were supposed to go on a cruise that night. And I remember texting Gervais and saying, I'm not going, I'm, I need to stay here. I just, I'm shook. I need, I need to marinate. I need to journal. I need to figure out what just happened to me. Um, because it was such a profound experience and I was not expecting, I was just expecting a nap and then then (laughs) your girl remembered dying and all these past lives. And, and it just really opened my mind for the first time to not only is this a possibility, but yeah, Carrie, it really happened. So then I kind of went on this little journey of, you know, well, how does that compare to what I have been taught in my Southern Baptist heritage my entire life? There is no talk of this. There is talk of you live once you die, you go to heaven, you go to hell and that's it. We done. So then I had this whole other journey. I needed to go on to explore that because it was just so impactful and absolutely rocked my world. Um, I love that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh. i can see that you're still like you are just like looking at your body language you're like still processing all of that and i think it's really powerful and i just want to reflect that back to you as a reiki practitioner and as someone who holds space for past life regressions like it is real and when our past lives show up like that it it is illuminating something that we're trying to heal in this lifetime so whatever phobia that is My first past life regression that I attended, I went in saying, I want to understand this irrational phobia that I have in this lifetime. And spirit actually did not give me that lifetime. It gave me one to illuminate another aspect of my life in this, in this iteration that I needed. And it was like, you're not ready you're not ready. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that phobia of in this lifetime has come to me in much gentler ways and meditation Mm -hmm. and little like passive whispers of like, yes, that feeling you have is, is real. And that's the, that's the answer, but it is so powerful to connect to those past lives because it illuminates things that we need to look at in this life to heal so that we can continue to help ourselves and others Through this journey of awakening, because we're all awakening back into this. The whole Judeo Christian narrative has like controlled most of the world for a very, very long time, and it's not going to work anymore Mm -hmm. in this new age that we're in. Yeah. So, yeah. And that whole Southern Baptist narrative that you're talking about is like one life or you go to heaven and hell. How simple is that? That's so easy to digest. And therefore it helps control a lot of people's choices, but that is not the rich complexity of who we are as a soul coming into this human existence at this time on this earth.
0: Yeah. It's so crazy. I still can't. I can't believe it happened, but also when I reflect on my intentions and me wanting a deeper understanding of why I was here and who I was, like who I really was, <laughs> it's like, okay, obviously it you gave, got it. Taste, <laughs> it gave me a taste of something that rocked my world because it absolutely shattered this one idea that I had and opened the door to so many more potential possibilities that I needed to explore. And it was just absolutely magical. But, um, I will say, so I, okay, maybe I won't go there. Actually. I was going to take us on a journey. Um, I've integrated Reiki into Wyatt's life. He's done Reiki twice with a local girl, totally different. So, and my husband was actually, after I shared this with him, He thought, why in the world would you ever take our son to do something like that? Like after what you experienced, why would you do that? And I was like, well, I know this isn't going to be a good answer, but I just know he's not going to have an experience like mine because I set very specific intentions before I went into it. And also I just, I could tell that the pairing with the girl, Anna, um, she's actually a guest on the show. She was just going to be able to help him just let go of things that were not his, just clear that out. And that was just going to be simple. Wyatt is very emotional and is very, very sensitive to people's energies. And I noticed that after a while, after a period, he's just kind of, it's almost like he's been rolling around in dirt. And after a while, he's just so covered in other people's stuff. Like you can't even really get through to him. And so we have to give him a nice, beautiful energy shower. And she just kind of helps remove all that gunk. And then he's so baseline Wyatt again. It's so great. Um, But that wasn't a good answer for Jordan. And I felt really bad because I was like, I know. I told you the craziest story ever about my Reiki session. And I'm telling you now that I think this is a good idea to take my little son to do this. Um, But we cover that more with Anna and everything. But um, I, I don't even know. I just, I didn't even realize that past lives were possible. And then my Reiki experience was so specific. Would you say that that's normal if people, cause see, I never went in there and said, mm-hmm. I want to experience a past life. I want to know what happened to me. Like that wasn't even a, a door I knew existed more mm-hmm. or less. So I did receive the answer to my intention, but at the same time, did people come to you and say, or you said you've gone to someone too, and said, mm-hmm. I specific, want to go past life regression. So this is probably a whole other topic maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I will answer um all of the like pillars of what you just said in one way. So you're like yeah. I went into Reiki and experienced a past life memory, not just one, two. And then my son get receives Reiki and it showers him into a very clean energetic state. And you went into a past life regression with an intention of having this awareness and you didn't get it. So what What up? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer to all of that in terms of Reiki and energy is that Reiki is pure love and light energy frequency. And it has the higher intelligence to give whatever um, intention and whomever is receiving exactly what they need. So there are clients, and and I don't know what the other podcast said, but there are clients who do need the nap and they literally fall asleep on the table for an hour. And that's what they needed to receive. And the light energy of Reiki is doing the work on that body, on the energy body and on the physical body. And that's what that person needs. You went in and said, I want to know more about who I am and why I'm here in this lifetime. And spirit showed up, and said here you go and your little guy is like he needs you know he needs that external love to clear his energy and so the light energy is doing that work so when we call on reiki frequencies or pure love and light frequencies to do the work we have to as practitioners surrender into the trust that the light has the higher intelligence of knowing what this body intention idea actually
0: needs and then it happens. That's perfect and beautiful. Thank you. I probably should not have gone on that huge tangent. We started (laughs) with tarot and ended with like crazy Reiki. It's totally fine. (laughs) We have just a handful of minutes left. Would you care to share if we uh, guys, I'm going to circle us all the way back around and I loved hearing, just because I'm a nerdy history buff anyway, the history of tarot and how it originated. Would you care to take a couple minutes to take us all the way back there? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I want to also just like in summary of the journey that we took over this hour, it's all the same thing. Yeah. All of the practices (laughs) come from source and they all are broken out into these individual things astrology tarot past life regressions reiki etc and that is just taking it's just like us as humans we're all source and yet we're all individuals so it's all one and it's all broken out into individual practices that illuminate different things so I just wanted to like summarize that little circle that we like went an energy on.
0: buffet it's
1: an energy buffet there you go <laughs> exactly and it's all serving our souls which is the highest frequency of our experience for growth which is why we're here on earth so that's mm. my like one-liner summary of the
0: whole world that's that we gorgeous yeah there really? is a reason that we went all those places
1: <laughs> absolutely and it's really <laughs> Because every aspect of what we talked about is about digging deeper. Mm. Our souls are infinite. So Mm. it's not like, it's not something that we can just like check off the check boxes, which I know you and I have wiring in our minds that love our check boxes, but that's not how the soul's journey works. It's vast, it's deep, it's multidimensional, and we get to go on this whole lifetime of exploration and all of these tools serve that. Mm. And that actually segues quite nicely into the history of tarot (laughs) because we actually don't have a one unified answer to tarot is X. But the system that we're using in the modern day was actually codified in 1910 by Rider-Waite-Smith. And the Rider-Waite-Smith deck is kind of the the original that we use as modern tarot readers to really learn the deck, to learn the symbology, to learn the energy of the cards. But this order that um, the writer Waitsmith's lovely humans were in were drawing on esoteric and spiritual practices from all time. And the, so the energies that are in the card of our 1910 deck and that, and beyond is this amalgamation of trying to pull the essence of some of these more ancient practices into something that is one standard thing. So that is what we have as our modern tarot practice is the Rider-Waite-Smith. And Smith was a woman and Rider-Waite were men. But yeah, we have some white like girl representation in these esoteric practices. Now, the essence of tarot. There were decks. There were cards um, that have that were in all. who have g- gone all the way back to Egyptian, Greek. Like there were versions of this this practice that were in all of these ancient civilizations. Though, the Rider-Waite Smith lineage of tarot is c- comes from these aristocratic decks that had very similar symbology that originated in Italy and France and we actually have some of these decks but in order to have access to them you were having to be from a very high level of society they were expensive paper was expensive and each card was actually a piece of art so the only place that we have historical reference for these tarot decks was in this aristocratic level of society and because of the 17th century mandate that all tools of divination were from the devil these were games so that is how they existed in society past that point in a way that wasn't condemning people to burn at the stake it was a <laughs> game which is a, a game just playing a game and there are other traditions that are like the playing cards tarot, because, um, you know, there's four suits in the playing cards. There's the court cards and the playing cards. Oh, yeah. These were more present in like 19th century. Um, it was more accessible for 19th century middle class and lower classes to get access to them. And it had the same kind of uh the same kind of practice around it. So a lot of the stories that we read about 19th century gypsies having the playing decks, it's the same energy. But the codified version of tarot that we we talk about today is actually coming from 1910, but it has all of these heritage and lines coming from different civilizations and different histories that have really been tried to brought onto one practice by this group of people in 1910. Very
0: cool. This is, is so really cool. cool. I love hearing you talk about it. I was just so entranced the other night. So thank you for going there again and sharing. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I know I'm a history nerd too. I'm like, what is all of this? Like story. What is the story behind the story?
0: Right. Tracing the origins of things can just be so interesting and eye opening. So I love doing that. But we are definitely encroaching That's on our time. hour now. So I'm sorry. Guess...
1: <laughs> no, it's totally fine. And I really appreciate being here and. All of these practices are so infinite and it is about being empowered to have access to them ourselves. That, that's what matters to me. And with the spiritual practices is there's no barrier. There's no guru. There's no codified. This is authority versus you. This is yours. And that's why I love bringing all of these tools to anyone who wants to learn because it's about your own empowered journey with using these, yeah, spiritual tools to, to help us grow and raise the consciousness of the planet. Oh,
0: there's just no more beautiful note to end on than that. Thank you so much, Nicole. I so appreciate your time and expertise today. And you guys, I will link Raven and Moon and all of their things in the show notes, because I'm sure you will want to check them out after we sign off today. So thank you so much again. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute delight. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Nothing lights my soul up more than sharing the deeply impactful tools and rituals that I've gathered along my own journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you love and be sure to subscribe. It's absolutely free and will ensure that you never miss out on the latest. I love connecting with my readers and listeners, so reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what topics you'd love to have covered in future episodes. If you're looking for a dreamy fantasy read, book one of my debut series, The Unseen Realm, is available now on Amazon. So be sure to grab a copy of Eyes on Fire today. You can find all the links you need in today's show notes. Our time together has come to an end. So until we meet again, take good care of yourself and look for the magic in every day.